Hello and welcome back. Today is August 16th and this is episode 15. And the title is Should I Stop Eating Meat? Last week the question was, Are you eating enough? And I call that the million dollar question. This question is the $10 million question in my mind. This is a very controversial topic, highly debated, and very much promoted by certain groups of scientists and food manufacturers. The new and hot vegan diet debate or the plant based diet debate. Okay, first, let's make、um, one important point. There are three major types of diets in nature. Number one are the herbivores, all plant eating, grass eating, grazing animals like cows, sheep, goats, etc. Their biology and digestive system evolved to break down, digest, and absorb nutrients from primarily plants. They do not have the digestive machinery, the structure, the enzymes, and other tools needed to consume animal sources of foods. So, naturally, if you put a piece of meat in front of a cow, if it could talk, it would tell you, Are you out of your mind with that piece of meat? Where is my grass? Now, you can force feed a cow something it is not supposed to eat. But sooner or later, the poor cow will suffer the consequences. So, given the choice, a cow would never ever touch meat. It is not natural. Number two are omnivores. This translates into a diet that is consisted of animal flesh, like meat and fish, as protein and animal fat, and vegetables and fruits, i.e., plants, as carbs. This includes dogs, coyotes, foxes, chickens, chipmunks, mice, great apes, humans, and many others. If you take either meat or vegetables completely out of the omnivore's diet, they may survive for some time. After a period of time, deficiencies begin to pile up and catch up with them. Omnivores need 20 amino acids that are required for proper cellular function, growth, repair, and other functions for omnivores. Eleven of these, non,、uh, are these essential amino acids are non essential amino acids, and nine of the 20 are essential amino acids. I will get into this a little, in a little bit. I will explain what those mean and what are the differences. But for now, Omnivores also need carbohydrates, vitamins, and minerals that are in vegetables and fruits. The class three are carnivores. This means primarily meat and flesh from other animals. Carnivores include cats, lions, tigers, wolves, sharks, Venus flytrap, and many others. So, yes, a plant can also be a carnivore. If you take away meat out of the carnivore's diet, they will not survive long. I have a very interesting story to share with you. Years ago, I knew a couple who were strict vegetarians. 
going out to a restaurant was very interesting with them as they would ask questions like, do you use the same spatula that you use uh, to cook meat uh, dishes or in vegetables? Or do you prepare meat on the same countertops as where you prepare vegetables? So I always joked with them and I said that going out with them meant that someone is going to get some spit in their food. Not me, because I wasn't one of them. But the poor waiter had to go back and forth so many times to answer these questions. And at the end, guess what? They would order a basket of fries because that was the only thing that quote-unquote seemed safe from meat. Talking about healthy eating, right? So they had a cute cat called Zena. And she always was very jolly, happy cat with a good appetite and um, a healthy body weight, even on a little bit on the chubby side. She was six years old at the time. Uh, once I was asked to cat sit for them while they were away for four days. But they told me, um, Zena is not doing well. We think she has cancer. She's losing weight, not eating anything, and is very quiet and does not do much uh, or, or play at all. So we need to take her to the vet when we get back. But we wanted you to be aware that she's not her usual self. I was sad because I love animals, especially cats, and I had known Zeno for a few years. So the first day when I went to their house, I had naturally packed foods for me, not a vegetarian, and I had been instructed to bring my own cutting boards and dishes, etc., so that my meat would not touch their dishes. So. I did. Uh, when I went to feed the thin and frail Senna, I found cans of vegetarian cat food. <laughs> yeah, I had to look a few times to make sure I'm seeing this right. Vegetarian cat food? Who was crazy enough to think up something like this and why? Well, people who want to make money by taking advantage of others who believe them would do that. No wonder Zena is not eating and losing weight and is not playing. She is wondering to herself, what on earth is this disgusting thing you're feeding me? I need to conserve my energy as long as possible and I'm not going to move much. So needless to say, I was so upset at both the manufacturers and the vegetarian, uh, of the vegetarian cat food and, uh, but more, my friends for their selfish behavior. So, I opened up one of my um, cans of tuna and put in front of Zena. I swear, in a matter of 90 seconds, it was devoured. So, I opened another can and she ate half of the second one in seconds. Then, she sat down to clean herself. We then played with the peacock feathers and she was chasing that like it was her prey. In the next four days, I bought Zena some real cat food with meat. When my friends came back, not only did they discover that Zena did not have cancer or any other disease, but they learned that they were actively starving their beloved cat to death. The two of them heard an earful from me and then some. I seriously scolded them and told them that this was the most selfish thing they could have done to their cat and that really raised the question of whether they were fit enough to have a carnivore pet if they are not willing to feed her the right food, the food that she was born to eat. They really felt guilty, as they should, but promised that they would feed Zena the real cat food from now on with meat. 
I gave them a fork and Zana's own cutting board to rest the dish and the can on when they were feeding her so that they wouldn't worry about contamination. Oh well, that was an easy solution. Moral of the story, do not mess with mother nature. Herbivores should eat plants, vegetables, and fruits. Omnivores, yes, you and I and all humans should eat animal-based protein and plants, vegetables, and fruits. Carnivores need and must eat meat. I get asked about the plant-based diet and all the hype around it. Here is where I need to state a few biological facts. We come back to essential and non-essential amino acids. All right, so essential amino acids are those that we, humans, as well as all other omnivores, need, you hear me, need to enable to, in order to be able to function. And they cannot make them, we cannot make them ourselves. That is why they are called essential. We cannot make them, so it is essential that we obtain them from our food. There are nine essential amino acids, and these are valine, isoleucine, leucine, lysine, methionine, phenylalanine, threonine, and tryptophan. All eight are absolutely essential for all humans at all ages, and the ninth amino acid, histidine, is only essential for infants. Now, non-essential amino acids are those that our bodies can synthesize on their own and do not have to be obtained from food. Those are arginine, glutamine, tyrosine, cysteine, glycine, proline, serine, ornithine, alanine, asparagine, and aspartate. Best sources of essential amino acids are meat, poultry, eggs, fish. What are they used for? This is an entire course in food biochemistry. But for sake of time, I will give you a few. Valine. Valine is one of the three branch chain amino acids, meaning it has a chain branching off to one side of its molecular structure. Valine helps stimulate muscle growth and regeneration and is involved in energy production. Best sources of valine are beef, chicken, tuna. Phenylalanine is a precursor for the neurotransmitters tyrosine, dopamine, epinephrine, and norepinephrine. It plays an integral role in the structure and function of proteins and enzymes and the production of other amino acids, and importantly, in nerve and brain function. Best sources of phenylalanine are beef, chicken, fish, some nuts, and seeds. Tryptophan. Though often associated with causing drowsiness, sleepiness, tryptophan has many other functions. It is needed to maintain proper nitrogen balance and is a precursor to serotonin, also a neurotransmitter that regulates your appetite, sleep, and mood. Best sources of tryptophan are turkey, chicken, salmon, and eggs. Leucine. Like valine, leucine is also a branched chain amino acid that is critical for protein synthesis and muscle repair. 
It also helps regulate blood sugar levels, stimulates wound healing, and produces growth hormones. Best sources of leucine are chicken, beef, fish, eggs. Okay, you get the picture, right? You see the theme here? Following a strictly plant-based diet or a vegan diet means you are not going to get many of these essential amino acids from plants because they don't have them. So you either have to supplement with lab-made pills or in time, you will suffer the consequences of deficiencies like lack of some essential amino acids and some important nutrients, vitamins and minerals like iron, B vitamins, folate, among other things. I admit, humans are very resilient and can take a lot of hardship and even abuse. But eventually, your body will stop functioning properly, and if it does not get the proper nutrients, it will eventually fail. Another way to think about this is like a car. Again, yes, I have a car fetish. If you have a diesel engine and you put gasoline in it, what happens? Don't try this at home. It will run for about maybe 30 seconds if there is any diesel left in the tank. If not, it won't even run that much. And then it will not go anywhere. And you are going to need to clean up the tank and will possibly cause some engine damage. Interestingly, I just recently learned this. If you put water in your fuel tank, it will cause some major problems because instead of fuel, water will fill up your lines and will cause major damage. So even water, as innocent as water, who would have thought? So wrong fuel will not only not work long-term, but also will cause some major damage. This is from published and well-researched literature. Contact me if you want the source. I can't talk about it here. In the United States, chronic illnesses and health problems, either wholly or partially attributable to diet, by far the most serious threat to the public health. 65% of adults aged 20 years in the United States are either overweight or obese. And the estimated number of deaths ascribable to obesity is 280,184 per year. Wow. More than 64 million Americans have one or more type of cardiovascular diseases, or CVD as they call them, which represents the leading cause of mortality, about 38.5% of all deaths in the United States. 50 million Americans are hypertensive, 11 million have type 2 diabetes, and 37 million adults maintain high-risk total cholesterol concentrations. In postmenopausal women aged 50 years and up, 7.2% have osteoporosis and 39.6% have osteopenia, which leads to osteoporosis, by the way. Osteoporotic hip fractures are associated with about 20% excess mortality in the year after fracture. Cancer is the second leading cause of death, about 25% of all deaths in the United States, and an estimated one-third of all cancer deaths are due to nutritional factors, including obesity. 
Before agriculture and industrial revolution and animal husbandry, human dietary choices were limited to minimally processed wild plants and animal foods. With the initial domestication of plants and animals, the original nutrient characteristics of those formerly wild foods changed. Uh, subtly at first, but more rapidly with the advancing technology after the Industrial Revolution. Major new foods that were introduced into our diets were refined sugars, dairy products, grains, processed foods, cereals, alcohol, just to name a few. These were introduced in such a rapid rate that humans um, as a race are tracing towards chronic disease at a scary high speed. And the ultimate outcome is, you got it, serious crash. The novel foods like dairy products, cereals, refined cereals, refined sugars, refined vegetable oils, fatty meats, salt, and combinations of these foods introduced as staples during the Neolithic and industrial eras, seriously changed several key nutritional characteristics of our ancestral human diets and ultimately had detrimental effects on our health and well-being. And it still does. As these foods gradually replaced the minimally processed wild plant and animal foods in hunter-gatherer diets, they adversely affected the following dietary indicators. Number one, glycemic load. Number two, fatty acid composition. Number three, macronutrient composition. Number four, micronutrient density. Number five, acid-base balance. Number six, sodium-potassium ratio. Number seven, fiber content. So what is the diet, the right diet for us? Is it vegan, plant-based, pescatarian, keto, Atkins, liquid diets, and all these other ones? The list goes on and on, but one thing is clear. None of these are the optimal diet for humans. For the same reason, Zena the cat could not survive on vegetarian cat food, and you cannot make your dog a vegan. It would suffer seriously and die young. You, the human, cannot cut out major nutrients that your species need to function properly. The bad news is that there are lots of arguments for and against all of the above. There are many scientists out there that argue with me, the scientist, about eating meat. The same kind of scientist who manufactures the impossible burger. Remember, it was made in the lab, vegan, but... Within a few days of its release in the market, few people got sick and then more people got sick, obviously for good reasons. The same type of scientist who believes that genetically modified organisms will save the world and solve the world hunger. Ironically, before we are saved from hunger, we will suffer chronic illnesses and die of that before dying of starvation. So, should you be eating meat? The answer is, if you are a human, absolutely. But not all meats are created equal. Just like we should not mess with our food that Mother Nature intended, we should also not mess with the cow's food or other animals that we are supposed to eat. Just like lions, tigers, dogs, foxes, 
chickens, monkeys, should be able to and allowed to eat what they were born to eat. And they do not mess with nature unless humans get involved. So are you confused? Aggravated? Divided about your decision because your cardiologist may have told you that you should be vegan or avoid all meat? You have every right to be. Um, Are you wondering what's right for you? Do you want to learn more about this and other topics? Reach out and let's chat. Here's how to reach me. Either go to my website at www.drlolly.com or go to my Facebook page, Dr. Lolly PhD, or email me. That's always easy. Contact at drlolly.com. That's contact at drlolly.com. Remember, all of Mother Nature's creatures, humans, and all other animals have the right to consume the right foods for them. And we all are entitled to health at little to no cost all the time, every day, and all year long. Thank you for listening this week. Stay tuned for next week's episode. Until then, to your health and happiness.